Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to Youth in the Youthful. I am your host, Sweet Pea. And I'm Mommy. Happy Mother's Day or almost Mother's Day, um, depending on what day you're listening. Uh, to the mothers out there. Yes, and happy Mother's Day to the aunties and, and people who stood in to be mothers. And for those whose mothers may not be here, I hope mm-hmm. you have a good day and that you can have peace in the memories of the time that you shared with them. Yes, yes. Um, so this week, mommy has a topic she would like to discuss that was brought to her by a friend. Well, actually, um, yes, my, my girlfriend, Erin Cade, hey, Pixie, um, had posted on her Facebook page an article that said, fess up, who uses, who still uses AOL and Yahoo email? And it was an article that Verizon sells AOL and Yahoo for about half of what it paid. I didn't read the article. I was just... Um, answering um, the fact that I still use AOL and Yahoo and Gmail. And then the conversation ensued. She suggested that Sweet Pea and I do this on our podcast list. And I asked her, what should I title it? Loyalists and bandwagoners? And she said that it wasn't, she didn't feel it was that. She said, I don't equate email domains as a bandwagon activity. If anything, it shows people who are adaptable or open to change versus those that like status quo. That's why in my experience, resumes with older email domains are frequently filtered out. It depends on the industry and the role, of course, but I've witnessed this constantly. And that's the reason I wanted to have this um conversation because one that struck me that people are being stereotyped as being ones that are not adaptable or open to change because they don't change their email address um i don't see it that way again aol is pretty much my junk mail like when i i'm online and it says get a discount code or subscription to this and and things like that i gave them my aol address and i scan through it every now and then pick out the things that i need and everything else goes in the garbage and then yahoo is an email address that i use for some of my communities so about my coaching for um things that are a little more closer to me that i want to have access to and the only reason I have a Gmail account is because um, colleagues were saying um, to get Gmail or if they had Google Docs or something that you, when you had Gmail, you had accessibility to doing that kind of sharing. And don't get me started on Google Docs. But I just think that if the mentality of the employer is like, oh, this person has an AOL or Yahoo that they must be old or they must be um, unwilling to change or not adaptable, I think is an unfair assessment because in a lot of instances, they could be missing out on really good candidates because they filter them out because of an old email. And I looked up online some articles. I can only, again, found some from... 2018 2016 and they too were saying that you know it's it's not a wise thing to do to filter someone out based solely on their email address because you could again miss out on a good candidate and i just think it's prejudicial what do you think (laughs) okay so bandwagoner is in the dictionary well i didn't see it miriam webster Mm -hmm. um a person who takes part in or becomes enthusiastic about something only when it is popular or fashionable okay and then it is it's also in urban dictionary a person who starts to, to support a particular thing 
i.e. sports, fashion, people, etc. because they are trendy or start gaining momentum. And yes, I agree with the articles that it doesn't make sense to just weed people out because of an email address because who cares about that? Like you should care about the person's work ethic. Mm-hmm. But I guess to play devil's advocate, I I can get and I can get where they're where they can get to that, but it's just like so many steps before if that makes sense like i mean or yeah so many steps before you determining if someone is not um job worthy not not job worthy but um willing to adapt or change mm. open to change mm. than an email address you know like that's mm-hmm. not i don't think that that should be the one thing but um we were talking about this before, and I just find it interesting. I also still have an AOL email address. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just because, like, that was one of the first like, email addresses I used, mm-hmm. and I also use it as junk. I never used Yahoo because I just hated its formatting and how it looked. Like, and they've changed it. The yeah, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. But I yeah, I was never a Yahoo person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a Gmail as well. But I do find it interesting like what email address you have on your resume and you said that you have gmail you i only use have gmail i only use because gmail of colleagues because of colleagues but yeah I, and, but and, prior to i used i and and initially i'm trying to think of i don't even remember it had to be i used my my nasiche at aol because that's what i had and mm-hmm. then colleagues only because they were sharing docs and i was like okay mm-hmm. let me and then it was google photos or the the what is the dropbox all these kind of things that you can get and i was like okay fine i'll do it and i use it for work so if mm-hmm. i'm looking for a job if like for my linkedin like right now my insurance is on there so similar things like that important stuff <laughs> exactly well or business stuff the stuff mm-hmm. that's definitely business related but um but why didn't you make like another AOL just because you knew people in your work were also using that email because I just have it in my head that my not that AOL and Yahoo are personal and Gmail is business that's the only like reason. Gmail is set up specifically for business emails like for because like what I'm saying Whenever is like, I was looking for a job Whenever I was applying for a job, whenever I was interviewing, when I have my Indeed searches or all of those things, like my insurance, car insurance, New York Times, you know, articles, whatever, they go to Gmail because I consider that a business email. Business in the sense that the what's in there is mm. business related, not business in the sense of business. Then why didn't you just make another AOL or Yahoo? And again, for the third time, <laughs> I've been repeating myself all day to my daughter because my colleagues were sharing documents okay. and they were saying, "You need, you do you have this?" And I'm like, "I will get a Gmail account because my colleagues were sharing documents in Gmail. If they had, did not, then I wouldn't have gotten it. I would have never gotten it." So in your older jobs, um, you had to use your personal email for colleague in business documents no like so what colleagues are are just colleagues in general in general in general moreover too when if for and i don't even remember a thousand years ago when i applied to the port authority they were like well do you have a google account we'll send it to whatever we'll send it there because they're 
attachments, articles, whatever. And you know, the Port Authority has v- very strict. They don't. They won't. Mm-hmm. They don't use AOL or Yahoo or whatever because of the firewalls. Mm-hmm. But so it had to be back then mm-hmm. however many years ago that was mm-hmm. and i think that's what i said to you too about like people not wanting to send companies or employers not wanting to send emails to aol yahoo because of some kind of the right. mechanisms behind it not maybe it's not just oh this person it's older email it could be well that's firewalls new. and all that stuff yeah but i mean i'm just what even what Aaron kate said and then articles that i've looked up a lot of people they stereotype you because you have an older email, but it, I mean, I looked up one article was it was a joke article, but um, people one of the things said, why do we still use Yahoo? Because it's free, you know, um, it's too much hassle to change over the emails and your subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, because they keep old emails from people. And that's another thing I, I have learned in my 56 years on this earth is that certain things don't change. Like people's email addresses don't usually change mm-hmm. and people's telephone numbers don't change. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for someone that you lost contact with or you mm-hmm. haven't been in touch with, you're generally able to find them from a telephone number or an email. And having an old email address and then having to transfer all those over or getting, or, or, you know, sharing them with other people. And it's like, it's just it's too much so and um and another thing funnily they said because we don't really care what people think what others think mm-hmm. um and on this particular article it says yahoo is our spam email mm-hmm. so aol pretty much fine um it says we came for the, the yahoo groups everybody remember yahoo groups from many years ago and just never left and the last joke was because even with Yahoo, we are still able to feel morally su- superior to the people who pay AOL for internet access. I was completely blown away when I found out your Auntie Tanya, shout out Auntie Tanya, paid for AOL. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a free email. Why? Like, and she paid for years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know how you got, got with that. But anyway, <laughs> I don't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I read a couple of articles and some most of them said that, you know, um, hiring managers or people who do this filter you out because of the um, your email account that they could be missing out on good employees that you probably wouldn't want to work for those people anyway because they're a little narrow-minded mm-hmm. um, and I get that like like Aaron Kate said that some tech companies definitely feel that you're not tech savvy if you have an old email address and I still kind of like on the fence about that because it doesn't it doesn't mean that and I and, and this like wanting to title this loyalists or bandwagoners is because, you know, being loyal, you know, kind of went out the window. I don't know how many years, 20, 25 years, maybe 30 years ago. How old am I? 20, 25 years ago when because people were just getting laid off, for, you know, after spending 25, 30 years, of, you know, in a business, they were being laid off and they were being let go. So, you know, it loyalty kind of went out of the way out the window because people generally were loyal to their employers Mm -hmm. and then um now with millennials coming in and it's like you spend six months in the position and you're already looking to go somewhere else and that used to be frowned upon but not anymore and just being loyal to something um is is then people question whether or not you're willing to grow, or you're willing to move, or you're adaptable, or if you're, you know, you can change, and if you're open to something, and and why can't you just be loyal to it? 
you know, I, I just think that in a lot of instances, there are things that you don't have to have the, the top phone that comes out because it's out. Like we had this conversation when you bought your phone. He's like, mommy, do you want a new phone? I'm like, no, this one works just fine. Primarily because it, does, it doesn't make sense that you're paying house mortgage for a telephone. And this one, it works fine. And I still am learning new things on it each and every day. So there was no reason for me to get one. But I just think that it's, it just, it just kind of baffles me that people will look at an, an email address and then categorize you as someone that, you know, is not forward thinking or not tech savvy or not willing to change or not mm. open to differences. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I agree. It isn't the, I don't think it's right. But again, like I think I kind of said before, I see where they're coming from. I mean, even with your comment before, too, you were like, don't get me started on Google Docs. And it's like, what's wrong with Google Docs? It's just annoying. It's not, I mean, it just, trying to fill it, when you're filling it out, it, it pauses, it jumps. It, it just, it's annoying. It's an annoying process. Just some, almost like, um, what is that thing? on outlook to share the share drive, share drive. and um the oh my god i don't think so and, and but that's what i think is interesting because like i don't i never had any issues with google docs and share drive um i think it's frustrating because like we have thousands of people using it at once but like if you think about it with innovation and being able to share and not have to send a pdf document or a million spreadsheets and then your server can't send you know 15 at once like having a place where people can just go in and look like i think that that's like i don't know i think it just makes sense like that's like the next step forward I, I, as a millennial maybe yes, it is the next step forward but you've even complained like you hate it so I, i'm just talking about now working with it it's like it's annoying it doesn't mean that i don't do it it doesn't mean that i won't go to it doesn't mean like i'm not doing i'm still going to send you my pdfs so it for me it's if it's going to be a newer quicker easier way of doing it then let it be new newer quicker easier and not have issues i think our problem well with our company is that we have to transfer billions of documents from the old thing to the new one that's the frustrating part because i don't you don't agree no Oh, see, that's, and I think that's, I guess that's the difference. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I get it. I mean, and, and more over than not for, for me, the thing that sticks in my craw, I don't have to like it. Right. And I still go with it and I still have my opinions and I can still give my thoughts about it and I can still move the needle in that area. I just think that for for you to be judged or defined as someone that is not innovative or, you know, you're stuck in the past or you're, you know, whatever the jokes are or whatever the belief is and that there are companies that actually filter out of resume based on an email address i think it's just absurd i mean and even with things that you know blind resumes are the way and even if it's taking out then if this is the case if you're being judged by by the email addresses that you use then that should be taken out taken out also because it should be based on your experience and your experience only not your last name, not your neighborhood, not your email address, and not any of those things. So I just think it's very interesting that, um, you know, I keep bringing back to loyalists that, you know, that when you look at that, that it's, that's frowned upon. 
in a sense, or it's defining that you're not, you know, you're not looking to grow, you're not looking to, to be some, you know, to be, you're not adaptable. I think that's interesting, too, because, like, I wonder who really started that narrative, because... Like you sent me that article about who's in charge, based like generationally, who's still in charge, Pixie and it's the boomers, right? Mm-hmm. You sent me that. I'm saying I said pink. Oh, Pixie she said that too. too. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, boomers are still in charge. So like, y- the boomers are the ones who are se- who, and I think like you said, so the turning point was my birth year, 1995, mm-hmm. right? Because people were getting laid off, and people had invested their lives into companies for so long, and they realized. These people don't care about me. Mm-hmm. So at that age, what time you were like 31, 31. right? 31. Mm-hmm. So like people around that your age, like I think, and I've always said this kind of like passing on to the next generation, like work, find a company that's going to provide you these things, but understand that they don't care about you. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that was taught to us as kids. Mm-hmm. And that is why we maybe don't stay longer. Mm-hmm. And I do think, I mean, I raised as a, raised by a loyalist, mm. you being a loyalist. I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't, I mean, I'm a loyalist to a degree, definitely. But like also when it comes to career and stuff like that, like I had no problems. I don't, I don't think I have any problems with staying with the company as long as it's, you know, providing me the things that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. But even going into my first job, my first big girl job, quote unquote, my boss and people around me were like, oh, yeah, you'll be gone in a year. And mm-hmm. they'll so nonchalantly about it. And I'm like, I, this is my first day. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, literally my first day. They're like, oh, yeah, you'll be gone in a year. No no problem. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm still in the same, in same unit three years later or two years later, three years later, something like that. Right, but you've moved over. I've you've moved around. All, yes, yes, I've moved around mm-hmm. and done other positions, stuff like that. But I'm still with the company for three years. Right. And yeah, literally my first day, I had no intentions of leaving. Um, but I do think that, that that sentiment came from so many maybe, I don't want to take this word lightly, jaded people who were in the work industry for so long and passing that along to the younger generation. Mm. But then it's our fault that we don't stay. <laughs> and it's like how, you you as boomers and the older generation have created this for us and we're just working with what we have. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I understand um, moving around. I just think for me, in six months, you haven't learned enough mm-hmm. and you haven't provided enough to 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 really be to move anywhere mm-hmm. um as far as knowledge that can be gained and what you can offer to the position mm-hmm. right and then if you do provide something to to the position and you're taking then you're taking that wealth of knowledge with you somewhere else without even you know mm-hmm. training up the Data person transfer. behind you mm-hmm. so i mean you have that i just think i again for me this the just the idea and you know i even we had talked about this before about um, con- being content is a bad word. You know, it's it's like people are like oh you don't get don't be content, mm-hmm. and I equate content with being grateful, mm-hmm. not content in the sense in the sense that I'm you know I'm I'm doing this one job and I'm gonna do it and I'm happy here because at some you always aspire for more and you know me there's always things that you can change there's always things that you can grow there's always other things that you can partake in so definitely offer that. And if you are grateful, 
about where you are, what you have, the phone you have. I don't, I mean, that's looked, that's frowned upon. And why is it, why, because this society is about, you know, the more you have, the more you need, mm-hmm. or the more you get, the more you, you know, you need. And I don't, I just think that that's just not it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when I think about our ancestors, you know, they lived off of, of, off of pretty much nothing. And we're grateful for it, and but strive and continue to work for something else. Mm-hmm. When I think of, of um, the indigenous people, they everything that, that if they killed that deer, that every piece of that deer was used before they went out and killed another one. Mm-hmm. So I just think that we've gotten so far away from from being loyal and being content and being grateful to always be looking about for what's next where can i go what can i get get gimme 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 and not Aaron, i don't know how this is how i came to from that from that one article that um it's just Mm -hmm. it's just troublesome to me no yeah i i i agree uh there was something you said that i wanted to touch on but i forget now but um because i'm i'm thinking as you're talking i'm like okay i agree yeah contentment I understand where people are coming from, where, like, being content, mm-hmm. you know, is not good, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But I think what, and maybe I need to look up the definition, but I think that what we confuse contentment with is complacency. Right. So, like, you think that just because you're happy and where you are right now, that means you're going to be stuck in there forever and you're never going to, like, grow and move move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, you can be happy in the place that you are and growing and and learning and understanding and providing you know um providing some kind of knowledge to somebody and yourself while you also look for something more and not just say okay this is what i'm gonna have i'm gonna have this forever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but it's funny because i was actually talking to a couple of friends about this too because they're talking about like youtubers and how you know a lot of people say this like you know myself is the competition i always have to one-up what i did Mm -hmm, the last time mm -hmm. and it's like yes you do but like one at what cost and like how long yes. is that going to s- sustain you it's not mm-hmm. going to last forever mm-hmm. and then and then you know my friend made that comment um and i was like well but that's with everything if you look at cars it's like every year there's a new car there's a new style there's a new mechanic the technology with makeup there's always a new brand there's always a new way to wear foundation and type of foundation and finish mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. this stuff sneakers clothes like everything is constantly like you need to be better and trendier and grabbing most attention at every single time something comes out mm-hmm. um and but i do think it's interesting i do think yeah i think that there could be a point where we don't have to constantly be I don't know, because it makes me think, like, do we constantly need to be creating? Or we can constantly be creating on, like, a linear level instead of, like, Mm. a upward Mm -hmm. trend of constantly creating something new. We can just, like, create, but it doesn't have to be, like, this is the new, freshest, hottest, best thing that's ever happened before, like... You know, and it's funny because to that, there's nothing new under the sun. Just mm. like you said, it's a foundation, and then every year they come out with a new, better foundation, a new, <laughs> you know, a new car. It's a, it's still a car, but you get a new, better car. So, so yes, be creative in, I guess, the differences that you can put to the thing that's that's old. But I just, for me, it's like I totally like, yeah, I. I mean, because like with it has to always be an advancement, though. It has right. to be like this. This car has two doors. This car has four doors. Right. It's like an addition. Right. Versus, addition to. Yeah, an addition to. Right. But like, is it possible to create without having an addition to? 
you know and and well, well when you look look at artists when they create it's the same picture it's this a different perspective it, it, it maybe a different technique or it's different you know it's it, it's it's framed and it's hung up on a wall in a different definition and a different experience and acrylics or water paint or just brush or same paint same same art is is same art so yes there's something you put an extension to it, possibly or not. Like you said, is it is it possible just to be linear? I paint today and I paint this waterfall, and then tomorrow I paint a landscape of of the forest, and then the next day I I put the forest and a waterfall in it. So you just additions to the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible. I I, I guess it, I guess it depends on what industry you're in, though. Yes, I mean, let's like like I keep going back to pictures. Like with like she in tech and tech, there has to be something new, bigger, better. Mm-hmm. It has to cars and, too. That's what I keep thinking. And makeup does it really though in cars? Yeah, because how am I gonna sell this car to you? Well, I yeah, how am I gonna sell this car? My car. Not- what car? Right, my car. My 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 creation. How am I going to sell my yeah, creation company, to you if it's like, not something that's already out there? Yes. And even when you think about it, and with even with with the cars, the things that they they do that's newer, it's not so much of a difference. Same thing with the iPhone. I was going to say that's their that's well specifically, especially with iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's everyone knows it's going to be a better screen, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit better sound. And a, a better bigger. camera, a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, a different color. There's just like specific things you know are going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. It's faster processor, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I guess they, if anything, if you think about it, I guess they have, they know their formula because like those little adjustments still allow for people to be like, okay, this is something new compared to my last one. Mm-hmm. And oh, and it is always a little bit better than my last one it always will be because with technology changing there's going to be another processor that works faster than last year and it's going to keep happening um i mean yeah i guess there's with technology there is no linear like it with the advancements we're able to figure out as time goes on it has to happen that way Mm -hmm. but like makeup i think about makeup and i'm like you know we different formulas matte finish silk finish skin finish like i i I don't know i i don't like innovation i it's just that whole innovation thing is is very interesting and how to like how people's minds like i'm sure they just sit in a room and they're just like okay what haven't we done what have we done before how can we make this new like make it a different color yeah well make it a little shorter yeah make it a little lighter i mean and, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying that for me, it, it just, if you are comfortable, if you're happy with, if you're grateful for, mm-hmm. then you're looked upon as, you know, somebody who's not being innovative or, or willing to grow or, you know, or adaptable, which I, I think is an unfair statement. Mm-hmm. But for looking in content, content says a whole bunch of other things, but where did it go? Um, says something contained, uh, mm, feel something contained, uh huh, con satisfied. It says to appease the desires of this is mm-hmm. the third and fourth. Um, this this is where it comes in, where I think everyone else say, is saying is to limit oneself in requirements, actions, or desires, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm gonna look up complacency, okay, complacency. 
is self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. An instance of unusual, unaware, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> instance of usually unaware or uniformed self-satisfaction. And mm. yeah, and I and I get it. I understand it about being content. If you're content, like you said, and, and you're, you're complacent and you're not doing anything else, that's the, that's very different then you need you're not necessarily living you're not necessarily creating you're not necessarily doing those things like if you if i had a i had a girlfriend who was a, um a secretary and she had no aspirations to be anything other than that and you know like your granddaddy said you know somebody's got to do it so that could be fine but she was complacent like this is it this is all i need i'm good mm-hmm. and there was no other growth there's no no desire for grow for growth and to me that's the difference for me with being complacent and not not believing because i think somewhere in there there's a belief that you can't do anymore that you can't be any better that there's nothing else out for, for you and to me that's when it's that's when it's like an incorrect thought that's when, because you can do all things, you can do everything. So um, for me, that's when being complacent, not content, being complacent is a problem. But if you're grateful, you're grateful. Look, I got this job. It does what I needed to do. I can be grateful in it. I don't. I, I have issue. I um, issue. Yeah, I think it's a diff- difficult topic. Um, I was gonna make a comment again about. Um, the judgment of the email, um, like Pixie said, you know, or I forget who it was. Maybe, yeah, maybe this company, like, if they are weeding out your email because it's AOL, they want innovative, fast-thinking, constantly, you know, going people. And not to say that that your email is a depiction of that. And but it like, isn't. No, I don't. I, I guess. I guess it's it not. Isn't. But. It isn't, and, and for you to presume that I'm not innovative, I'm not fast thinking, and I'm not forward thinking because I have an old email to me is just ridiculous. I guess their question, like, yeah, they should probably interview them. Just question, like, why haven't you? Why do you, don't to you have another email? That's my opening question. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting to me. Why do you still have AOL? Yeah, like, what what are your reasons for being there? Because then, then that too will give you a lot about the person. Then you can see whether they're innovative or mm-hmm. they're. They're, if they're stuck in the in the eighties or seventies or when did AOL come out? So in the eighties. Yeah, I think that that is probably the best way to approach it. Cause yeah. I now I want to know about these people. Yes, I w- and if they are, and I actually, but I do doubt it. I do doubt that they are. What? That mm-hmm. they're innovative, like. So you don't think I'm innovative? You don't think I'm forward thinking? You don't think I'm adaptable? Because and I have an AOL. Yeah, you have an AOL account, but you don't put on your resume. That and that was my whole point with the questions before. Like you have adapted because you put, put on, your Gmail on your resume. Yes, but I don't put it on my resume now. I at one point I did because that's the only email I had before I got a job. At some point I had to have it on my resume because that's all I had. Right, but that was before. That was before. Now. Right. But I don't understand. So, like, if t- in in 1995 you were applying to a job, I don't even know if Gmail was around, and you had an AOL yeah, account, then that's AOL, that's Yahoo. then okay, no one, that's not that's normal because that's what's out. Mm-hmm. But like, the fact and what I was trying to touch on before the te- 
the fact that you have a Gmail mm-hmm. and it's on your resume just shows that you are quote unquote with the times and know how to use Google Docs and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That that already answers the question of whether or not you understand those things that are happening because cloud, like you said, with ShareDrive, that's a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. If you know what Google, Google Gmail is and I mean, maybe you don't know what Google Docs, even though you have a Gmail, because, but I'm assuming then if you don't know what that is, then someone set it up for you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that does answer the question of if you know how to use those types of things already. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to touch on before, because I'm like, you are one of those people because you have your your Gmail account on your email. So do I. So do most people I know. And it's not, like you said, Nasiche or Rockstar or whatever and Smart Cookie like I have. Mm-hmm. It's your name, period, your middle name. Like n- everyone knows and that's kind of like the culture that has been created around emails and resumes to use your Gmail and make sure it's just your name and plain well, actually, and my professional. E- my Gmail is not my name. What's it's your a- Gmail? It's actually, it's my, se- well, technically, it's my first my second first name, first three initials, and my first first name, first three initials. So it's E-L-A-K-E-J. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still more professional than rock stars. Oh, yeah, CP, of course. Car, smart you cookie know. at <laughs> exactly. Sexy Baby. Yeah, like, ex- of course. So, so yes. a couple, like, yeah, letters don't, I don't think anyone's thinking unless the, those letters make a word. Like, like no. Snuggy Bunny. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> That is what the point I was making before when I was asking mm-hmm. those questions. So, yes, I do think you're innovative and smart thinking and adaptable because you already proven it because you have Gmail on your resume. <laughs> and that's why I was asking, like, well, why didn't you just make another E-L-A-K-E-J at AOL.com? Mm-hmm. Because you can have multiple AOL accounts. You can have multiple mm-hmm. Yahoo accounts and this go to spam, this go to bills is going to whatever but you chose to make a gmail so i think there because is some weight in it i needed because well, my colleagues was like you i have documents like do you have gmail? right i can send them right and that again just proves <laughs> that proves the point you know how to use google docs you know how to like that is that's what happened you went along with the ride you followed suit with how society and um professionalism and all that stuff has decided to go mm-hmm because mm-hmm. AOL doesn't have docs as far as I know. I don't think so. And neither Again, does like Yahoo. It's my junk mail. Yeah, and exactly. So I don't know what Yahoo has either. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. But I it's just very interesting to me. I think that I would really love to know what people are listening like. Who, people who listen to this podcast, like, how many email addresses do you have? Like, do you still have Yahoo? Um, do you still have AOL? One of my girlfriends that were, was on um, Pixie's Facebook st- said they still have Prodigy. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just I would really like to know, do people, when you get a new email address, do you shut down your old one? Do you still keep the old one? Do you still use it for junk or for this or for that? Do you, do you check it? Like, it would be interesting to see. And moreover, just, you know, don't judge a person by their email <laughs> handle. You know, don't judge a book by its cover because you could That's be missing so out funny. on so many things. So many things, so many good things. That's all. I mean, 
if their email address is like well i guess the domain talking about domain the domain yes no even hit me up on hit me up on smoke daddy (laughs) i'm ripped at aol.com like oh i'm gonna judge you off of that and and, you know and i know and that it definitely that is true because i remember when i was hiring for my old company before i came to the to the company i'm currently with and i just i think it's very interesting because i felt like like young people were not being taught how to mm. come for an interview mm-hmm. how to how, how weren't being taught what to put on their resumes and and the thing that blew my mind in my older age is that you know at, at one point your resume was your resume you know you didn't fudge it you didn't add on to it because that was like taboo mm-hmm. that wasn't that was a big deal mm-hmm now you take your resume and you format it around the, the job description, mm-hmm. around the bulletin that's out, and you use the phraseology that'll make what you're doing fit what is requested. And that was like an adoption. Mm-hmm. That and I adopted Pixie. That was an adoption. But my thing with people coming in initially, like they would come in with jeans, and they and granted it was the the positions they were applying for were field operators, but you don't wear jeans mm-hmm. and coming in with 17 piercings and 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 just <laughs> like you said the email was you know hot mama at one two three and i'm like oh, that you really that's something you that should have been taught to you in, in school and mm-hmm. in, in business education or something like that those are certain things because unfortunately society will judge you based on their thoughts and opinions of you and how you show up mm-hmm. so you need to show up in your best mm-hmm. but having 25 30 years of experience and my resume indicates that and you get stuck on AOL that's problematic <laughs> yeah that's true yeah definitely AOL if, if, if it was just like like I said if it was your name at AOL that really shouldn't be a problem if it's like you said hot mama one two three at AOL then then it's like um exactly but then you, of course, if you brought that person in for an interview, see how they are, see how they're dressed, and maybe that was just, like, an oversight. Who knows? Maybe that was supposed to be, like, changed afterwards, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to. Like, people make mistakes or forget or whatever. So, yes, I agree. I understand. I do think and I do think it's interesting how it kind of led into our conversation about loyalists and bandwagoners and sticking to, sticking to things and how it will constantly have to be innovative. Um, I think that's just America. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's just like American culture. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, I was gonna say other countries I'm trying to think of, they have that kind of pressure. I don't think they have, mm. I don't think it's as much as we do. I think they, I feel like, and this could be like me being so culturally unaware and like whatever, mm-hmm. but I just feel like <laughs> other co- countries are like out living their lives and like just trying to make things better for mm-hmm. themselves and we're here for themselves as a society mm-hmm. and we're here trying to make things better for every individual, individual person yeah. and that is where the pressure and the i need to do better and mm-hmm. this needs to be better than the last and new and innovative and better than every other country like comes into play and mm-hmm. it's just like that's frustrating mm-hmm. why can't we just live it's mm-hmm. it's it's annoying mm-hmm. so i agree i wonder what other cultures think about email addresses <laughs> I really wonder. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's why I think blind resumes really are the way to go because we all have unconscious biases. You know, we we per people's last names we can tell generally their nationality or their heritage and um um just to be fair to the candidates that are coming in, blind resumes really are the way to go. And if now 
your email address or your domain has is an issue, then that needs to be removed as well from the hiring managers. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the the recruiters they get to see all that. They keep their original. They they um, redact all of that information. Send me the the resume purely based on experience. Mm-hmm. And then let me go from there. Mm-hmm. And then we can find out all the other information or not. Mm-hmm. The hiring manager can know about it. But not having those things to color my my judgment or to sway my judgment mm-hmm. um, yeah. is the way to go. Cause, yeah, because there's always going to be judgment. Like, always. Once, like, if you're able to look at the resume, like, okay, this is good or bad, and then bring the person in depending on, just like you said, experience, you're still going to judge them. I mean, they're sitting in front of you talking well, you and what they based, look like and then, all that stuff. But so. then, and to me, that's fair. You judge them based on how they, they conduct themselves in, right. the, in the, the interview. Right. Not on your preconceived notions of the fact that they have AOL. Yeah. Or Yahoo. Yeah. And not Gmail. I mean, and to me, that's <laughs> just, as a hiring manager, that's really the way to go. Yeah. And, and I mentioned this to you before, too. I think that also really just shows, one, obviously, like, how judgy people are, but also, like... Google, they did, this is horrible, but a great job in marketing themselves oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and thing. ingraining in our brains, mm-hmm. like, this is luxury, this is high-end, this is good, this is bad mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, Google, mm-hmm. has a control over, like, so many things, mm-hmm. and that's another thing they have a control over, how we perceive emails now at this point. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is. <laughs> I mean, I commend them, but also that's some scary stuff. <laughs> that's some scary yeah, it's stuff. It's back to before when you can be a monopoly. You yeah, know? it's back to that. Yeah, and that's and it's it's funny because like that's illegal, but that's what everyone wants. They <laughs> want to be the only one, or they want to be the the majority because it's illegal to be in a monopoly. Well, that's the that's the striving. That's the innovation. That's the that's the you know that's what they're looking for. So we can always be on top, on top, on top, on top, on top. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the end it. of this episode. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Please tell we, us your thoughts yes, on I'd emails. I'd really love to hear your feedback on, on this. Um, loyalists and bandwagoners, on Google implanting chips in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> on, bl- on blind resumes. On blind resumes. On res- unconscious biases. Yes. All those things. All the all things we talked things. about today. Um, yeah, let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at YATY Podcast, and um, our email address is on there as well youth, the letter N, youthful at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and let us know what you think, thoughts, comments, concerns, and any other topics you want us to discuss. This week's quote is This week's quote is change your thoughts. And you change the world. Mm. That's by Norman Vincent Peale. Yes. Okay. Go out there and think good thoughts this week. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Have a great weekend. See you guys or talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.